Hello and welcome to a road rageful episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am your road rageful host, Donald Weigel, and I have lost about 100 pounds. And with me, as always, is your backseat driver, Catherine Weigel. <laughs> I have lost 140 pounds. I am a tiny habits coach. I am an inspiration. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I also drive things. But uh, And you've done that all from the backseat. It's kind of amazing. Uh, no, if if you know if anybody who really knows us knows that you're doing all the driving oh, here, I'm the passenger. Faddle. But there's no rage. It's all good. No, man. that's true. It's not. It's there's no rage, and uh, we are going to tell you how to take the rage out of your weight loss and fitness plan or something. We sure are. You figure out the analogy. We're yeah, doing yeah. the we're doing the work. You figure out what you're going to get out of it. Yeah, we are going to talk all about driving today and how driving can drive you crazy. No, how driving can be like your weight loss and fitness journey adventure. Yeah, and uh, we love the analogies. If you listen to us, this is what you know about us. Uh, and if you don't, then this is what you get. So uh, this all sort of started with uh, me getting away with something when I was driving. Oh, <laughs> and then I thought to myself, well. how can I get how can I make this about weight loss? So, so if there are any law enforcement agencies, any members <laughs> listening out there, you can uh, find Catherine. We only look thin at gmail.com and Duh. I will tell you exactly where to pick her up. Yeah. So, uh, so many of uh, our listeners drive. Some don't. Some maybe take mass transit. Yeah. Figure out how this applies to you. Uh, we are going to do a round robin uh, Donald call and repeat sort of situation where Donald will give you an analogy, then I'll give you an analogy, and then you will go, how did I ever think that driving was? like weight loss before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really, this is just all a way to give you a, a bunch of uh, things to focus on yeah. <laughs> as you're trying to uh, to hit your weight loss goal and maintain it. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're doing maybe, it via the wonderful world of driving and vehicles. Yeah, maybe we should just decide every aspect of our life and how it applies to it. Like, how doing the dishes is like weight loss. <laughs> Vacuuming is like weight loss. Here's 50 ways vacuuming is like weight loss. Because ultimately, everything is about weight loss and fitness uh, in the end. It is. So uh, I think we're just going to get started. And uh, Donald is going to be in the driver's seat for number one. Number one. Uh, number so one. you know how when you get started driving and you're first a driver, or at least, you know, for me, you really like you keep your hands at 10 and 2 yeah. and and you are super hyper vigilant about following traffic laws and making sure your signals on all the time and really coming to a true and complete stop at a stop sign yes and then maybe like 6 8 months into it you know still a teenager you know, you got your foot up on the dashboard and you're, you've got the radio on and you're doing your makeup and you're, you know, trying to, oh my uh, gosh. trying to do donuts in parking lots and seeing how quickly you can like, do why are you attacking around my corners. youth? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, your weight loss and fitness journey can be like that as well. Yep. And sometimes you, you start a plan and you, you really, really stick to it and you're focused on it. And then maybe six or eight months later, your focus slips and you're saying to yourself, well, I'm doing all of the same things that I was doing before, but it's not working like it did six months ago. Yeah, I'm almost getting into accidents. I'm switching lanes without looking. Maybe you're not as focused and disciplined on it as you used to be or that you think you are. So re-examine 
whether you're actually, you know, weighing and measuring your food, whether you're actually like accurately tracking things, whether you're really, you know, following the plan that you set up for yourself in the first place down the road. And you might find that you're not being as you're not adhering to it as much as you think you are. Well, and the problem with all of this is all I'm actually thinking about is the times I've seen people put on makeup and read novels in the car right. and read newspapers and right. reapply mascara. Um, but really, we can act like we're doing it all and realize that our focus is not what it used to be. So if this is an issue for you, if you feel like you have stalled out, are your hands at 10 and 2, yeah. dear listener? And by 10 and 2, we mean are you actually weighing your food and all that jazz. So uh, thank you for analogy number one. Hey, you're welcome. I've got more where that came from. So great. Uh, now I'm going to go on to number two. So reading about driving rules is different than actually driving. Oh, I remember yeah. You're sitting there as a teenager or like preteen. You're like, I could do this. I could do. I'd get get out of the way. Watching I'm other drive. people do it, I thought, oh, I man, I got this. This is going to be easy. I'm going to just do it. Yeah. Wait to drive. I was ready to go, but reading about it, researching it, what kind of car, where am I going to go? That is very different than actually doing the work. And we still see so many people reading about plans, researching things, getting, you know, oh, this new thing is coming out. Well, I'm going to start Weight Watchers when they come out with their new plan. I'm going to do all these things, but not actually doing the practical driving part. There's there's a big difference between sitting in driver's ed class and actually getting behind the wheel and doing the work and seeing what it's really like. Yeah, we have this tendency to to confuse motion with action. And I would all the time feel like I was accomplishing something when I was researching, when yeah. I was watching videos, when I was trying to figure out like what the perfect piece of fitness equipment was, etc., rather than actually like doing something on a plan. The next one is you feel like driving is easy when the road conditions are clear and good, but you don't plan on how driving is going to be when there's a winter storm or like heavy construction or things like that. Yeah. And when it comes to weight loss and fitness, we think that we got this when things are perfect. You're under the perfect conditions when, you know, you're you're just sort of having a normal, like you've got control of all the situation, but then things come along into your life that you're not really planning for and counting on, and you just sort of, you know, throw up your hands and go, well, I guess I should give up and not do anything because I, you know, things are no longer perfect. Right, like, you know, you know how to get somewhere by heart, and then the road is closed and you're like, okay, well, now I can't do anything. Right. Okay, I'm following my plan. I'm adhering to it. It's great. Oh, but we have people coming in from out of town. And oh, my boss wants to take us out to lunch today. And oh, something just showed up, you know, a surprise treat just arrived. What am I going to do now? Yeah. And when we don't adapt to the road conditions, we feel like, well, that's it. I can't do it. And, you know, we're, we're not actually adapting to roads. We're adap adapting to real life circumstances that change all the time. There is no normal day. Yeah. And so planning is one of the keys to really having a, a sort of bulletproof health and fitness plan and being able to 
figure out what you're going to do when the unexpected comes up and how you're going to change your eating and your exercise habits to adapt to that has been one of the keys to me hitting and maintaining my weight loss goal. Well, and part of that too is as conditions change, as seasons change, as more, you know, stress comes our way, it might take longer to get where we think we want to go when suddenly it rains and roads are closed and there's flooding or whatever, emotional flooding. It's going to take time and it's okay. But when we, when we, emotional flooding was also (laughs) the name of a band I was in in high school. Uh, But that whole thing of like having an expectation and being like, there's no time to waste and this is how it's going to happen and I got to get there on time. Give yourself extra time to get places. That's all I'm saying. That wasn't, that was sort of a sidetrack. Yeah. Yeah. That's almost like a bonus analogy. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you're driving down the road in your, you know, your Ford Pinto. Uh, or your Ford Escort was actually uh, sure. You know, whatever, whatever kind of Ford you have. Your pin Escort. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody has a different engine, body style. You need to stay in your own lane, my guy. You can be oh. jealous of the Tesla when you're driving the minivan, whatever your emotional minivan. We're all on different journeys. We're all going in a direction. Some people are going in other directions. It's fine, but. When we just are concerned about other people's cars, oh, well, that motorcycle can swerve through lanes, must be nice to be a motorcycle, but we got the car that we have. Just stay in your own lane. Focus on what you can do, what you can control. When you're worried about other people's, oh, that person's driving too fast. Oh, they cut me off, whatever. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Just focus on you. And for, you know, for one of the things for me was realizing that I wasn't, you know, my goal shouldn't be to become a, like, you know, 2% body fat professional athlete. It should be just to get healthy and maintain my diabetes situation and to become a, you know, healthy, active person for somebody who was my age and lived my lifestyle and not try and focus on becoming an underwear model and, you know, having a six pack and, and that kind of thing. Exactly. So staying in my own lane became important. Okay, so the next one is you need to pay attention to how much fuel is in your tank or you're not going to get where you're going. Yep. So this is the calorie analogy. You can't just sort of guess how much gas is in your tank. You can't just sort of like feel like you're doing the right thing when it comes to having gas in your tank. If you don't actually look at the gauge and you don't plan for what you're putting in there, you're going to run out and you're going to find yourself stranded by the side of the road. And the same thing is true with your health and fitness goals. Yeah, man, I don't want to look at my gas gauge. Like, I just want to like ride the rail, ride the road, just do what I feel like, man. Seatbelts, turn signals, you know, mirrors on things, they're all tools to help you drive in a way that is safe. And when we use measuring scales and weigh things and stuff, it is yep. not a judgment. They are just extra tools to help us know where we're going and how we're getting there and how much fuel we're spending. All that jazz. Yeah. And I don't know how I'm supposed to know how much exercise I'm getting versus how many calories I'm putting in if I don't count those things in some way, even if it's not. You know, even if it's not 100%, even if my step counter isn't 100% accurate, it gives me a baseline for what I'm doing so that I know I have got a particular goal to reach and so I can consistently reach that goal. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so this is a really big one for me, and this is an analogy I've used a number of times, is those times when 
you blow through a red light by accident. Oh, yeah. Or it's a don't turn here between seven and nine and you do it and you get away with it. Yeah. Suddenly, you're an untouchable driver. <laughs> that's right. You're going to get away with everything. And it's like that indulgent weekend or that indulgent meal and you get on the scale and it doesn't show up. Oh my gosh, my metabolism is fixed. I can eat right. whatever I want. I didn't track that and I lost weight this week. Amazing. But then maybe three or four times you get away with it and then suddenly you get pulled over and you're like, oh no, what have I, oh no, I guess I'm not the person I thought I was. I'm yeah. not, you know, the untouchable driver. Yeah, I once like flew, I was going like 80 or 85 and drove right past a speed trap and for some reason the officer did not pull me over and I actually said to myself at the time, well, I'm owed one. So the next time I get caught... Uh, doing something, then I will just accept it and not be mad about it. But so many times, you know, the scale either or we get stopped and we weren't doing anything bad or we were doing everything everybody else was doing and we get pulled over and suddenly, you know, we want to right. you know, fight the system and go to Washington to fight, you know, speed traps or whatever. There are times when we are going to pay a price for a choice that we've made, there are going to be times when we quote unquote get away with it and we don't see the impact on the scale. It's just, you know, life happens and sometimes we get away with things and sometimes we don't. But when we start feeling like we should just get away and we're above the law and this shouldn't, like, why should I have to track calories? Why should I have to do it this way? Nobody else is getting caught by it. Again, stay in your own lane, focus on what you can control. Sometimes you're going to get away with things, sometimes you're not. Yeah, and to, you know, the analogy may break down a little bit here, but I would so many times in my life, I would go on a diet, and I would be on a diet, and I would get to the end of the diet, so to speak, and then I would think, well, I'm fixed, and I'm done, and I don't have to continue maintaining the rules of the road. I can just go back to doing things the way that I was before, and I would go right back up oh, the scale. And I, I did that over and over again. I forgot about the big analogy I was going to make. Can I make it now? Yeah, make it now. Let's do okay, it. Okay, so you get the ticket, but so you don't want to get the points. So you go to driver's ed. Oh, yeah. And you're sitting there just like, I just want to get this over with. I just, just give me the pass. I don't want the points. I know how to drive. I don't right. want to know the safe following distance. Blah, blah, blah. Like, but I think people show up to weight loss like that. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like detention or whatever. Just like, oh, okay, right. I'm going to be here or whatever. But people show up to weight loss like that. I shouldn't be here. This is a, you know, oh, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why I'm just like, I said I had something important <laughs> to say, and then I just say blah, blah, blah. But it's that, what intention are you showing up with? Are you actually trying to be a better driver and more aware? Or do you just feel like this is some punishment that you don't deserve? Because I did that for 20 plus years. I shouldn't be here. I just need the right recipe. Well, get me out of here. Uh, so yeah, are you here for uh, for a punishment? Or are you actually trying to enrich your life, become a better driver? Yes, indeed. The next one is when you're driving by yourself, and driving the way that you know is the right way for you, you find it easy. But you allow yourself to get thrown off and flustered when you've got family or friends in the car with you who are critiquing what yeah. you're doing. So you end up with backseat drivers in the car, and it really throws off your plan, and you start to second guess. And this happens to me, this has happened to me in the past. Somebody will say, well, you can't lose weight doing that yeah. or or you know you're gonna eat that like obviously you don't really actually care about your health 
and it will really throw me off. And the same thing can be true of driving. And I have, you know, many times started to question things that I was doing. And it wasn't until I realized that I needed to do the plan that was right for me. And I'm now in a position to say, you know what? I lost 100 pounds doing things this way. So I feel like I know that it works for me and I can continue knowing that it works for me. And I think that allowing other people to influence you like that is a way to really throw you off of your course when you're trying to achieve your health and fitness goals. Well, and two, like the, just the driving with other people, sometimes it's helpful to have other people around you to support you. Oh, like true. All, yeah. You know, it's like fun. It you're all go going the in the same too. direction. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately, it's our own journey and it's our car to drive emotionally yeah. in our stomachs. <laughs> I'm, I'm super glad that I that I added that. I, our I feel like I added stomachs. Yes, I added a lot of value. You really with did. That, that side comment. A lot of value. Yes, indeed. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about the movie Office Space. Oh, the <laughs> the famous driving movie Office Space. Well, no, yeah. at the very beginning, they're driving to work and they're, oh, stuck, yeah. they're stuck in traffic, and they're listening to like gangster rap, which is super fun, whatever. But then the other lane, <laughs> this is what happens. The other lane speeds up. Right. And then you're like, why am I in this lane? I got to switch lanes. And then you switch lanes and then that lane slows down and then the other lane is going fast. Right. And then there's a an older woman with a wheel, you know, with a- with A, a walker. A walker. Yeah. She, and she's going faster than you're going. And you just keep getting frustrated and you're not staying in your own lane and you just keep switching lanes. We do that with programs. Yeah. I'm doing Weight Watchers. Oh, but somebody else is doing 75 hard and they just lost five pounds in two yeah. days. I better switch lanes and do that. Oh, yeah. wait, no, that didn't work. That doesn't fit my life. So let me go back to this other thing. Oh, wait, there's a new thing. Four lanes over. I'm going to go and I'm going to get over there and I'm going to block traffic. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then you're not really getting anywhere because you just keep switching lanes. You keep blaming other drivers like, oh, but they're going faster. I'm not. If only I just stayed in my own lane. And then we don't make any progress. And it's the same thing with calories. I'm going to switch this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I believe that the people who consistently follow their own plan and keep making slow progress day after day, minute after minute, they're the ones who are getting farther because they don't have that decision fatigue of switching lanes every single time they see someone else doing something or they feel like they're being cheated because someone else is getting ahead of them. I spent so much of my life looking for the metaphorical magical lane that nobody yeah. knew about, that had no traffic on it, that was just super free and easy. And I would get on this lane and the pounds would magically fall off. You know, the, the, the plan where I had to exert no effort, I just had to, you know, it, it was sort of like those old like dance by numbers thing where you would yeah. like, put your feet down on a particular number and I would just do that and it would just be easy and things would melt off. And, you know, we do that when we're driving, we, we switch lanes or when we're at the grocery store, we switch to a different, you know, cashier that we oh think my is going to be faster. I always pick the wrong lane. <laughs> <laughs> well, and too, when I used to drive to work, I would second guess myself each day. Yeah. There were, you know, there was a freeway way to go and then a road way to go. And almost every day I would switch what I was doing. And this was like before the internet and phones and stuff. And I would take the freeway and that would be terrible. And then the next day I would take the surface road. 
episodes. And the decision fatigue I had, I would always just imagine that the other way that I wasn't going was the faster way. And yeah. so I would be frustrated. All it led to was frustration and anger and feeling like I was missing out. When I finally got to the point, and I think Gretchen Rubin has talked about this, about reducing decision fatigue, I am going to take this one route. I am going to take it every day. Some days it's going to be great. Some days it might be harder than others. Yeah. But I am not going to worry about how fast the other lane is going or what I should be doing or what other people are doing. Just stick with what is predictable. And part of that is and I, another car analogy. You know that app Waze? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. oh go here, go there, yeah. whatever. I used it, I think, once or twice in downtown Los Angeles. Right. And the speed to get from one area to another empirically, robotically was faster, but it took me in a super dangerous neighborhood. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, it's faster and I'm going to take this shortcut through like murder alley. <laughs> and I, the, the app didn't take into account my safety, my humanity or whatever. Like I made it out with all my tires. So I was pretty stoked by it. But I think that was the last time I used it. When we try to take the shortcuts and the fast routes and whatever, it doesn't take into account our actual life styles and having automaticity there i said it did i say it correctly i don't know okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure it's a word we'll say it's a word but being able to automate these are the three or four breakfasts that i have i close my kitchen at eight o'clock i track my food before i eat it i weigh my food before i eat it all of these things are ways i don't know i'm using ways ah. <laughs> the, the other kind of ways these are all things that automate my process. It's not magical. It's not whatever. It's predictable. And that predictability gives me peace of mind knowing I'm just doing the same thing day after day after day. I'm not switching things up. And it just makes it easy. Some people want that like, ooh, a mystery. Like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to throw away my Thomas Guide, my map and my map quest thing. I'm just going to go wherever the road takes me. Yeah, That can lead to unpredictable results and what i want is predictable results yeah and um it's a little known fact i just wanted to mention that murder alley actually has the best coffee in the city <laughs> a lot of people don't know this um but i used to do this thing and even up until recently i would do this thing where i'd be like well everyone says variety is the spice of life i should eat different things all the time and I just decided that I was going to eat the things that I liked. I was going to stick to the vegetables that I actually really wanted to eat. Right, instead of what you Rather should. than trying to, like, eat what I thought I should eat and switching it up all the time so that I wouldn't get bored of anything. And it's really, you know, been much better for me so far. Now, there may come a point where I do end up getting tired of things because it happens every once in a while and you change it up. But I like the predictability of eating the things I like and eating them consistently and knowing that my the effect on the scale, knowing what that's going to be. Well, and two, I think as, as part of that, this is a, 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 a bonus. Whoa. <laughs> I no, I think we've talked about it before. It's like, are you taking the super highway, the fast lane, the carpool lane to your final destination? Or are you like enjoying the road that you're on and yeah. enjoying the scenery and doing it at your pace? Are you there on a schedule? Or are you there to actually enjoy the road trip of it? Yeah, the 
the scenic route turns out has been the the key to uh, actually maintaining my health and fitness or maintaining my weight loss goal because I didn't try and do it in some super fast slapdash way that wasn't going to be sustainable and cause me to crash my vehicle at some point. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So the next one from me is when you're driving, it can be easy to focus on the wrong thing. Yep. You might say to yourself, I'm excellent at using my turn signal, so I don't understand why I'm getting all of these speeding tickets. <laughs> and <laughs> it's very easy to, you know, really look at things that are unrelated. And we did an entire episode very recently about red herrings, about fooling ourselves into looking at the wrong thing and telling ourselves, well, I'm focusing on you know, I gave up soda, but why am I still not losing weight? Or that you're focusing on like, well, I just haven't found the right exercise plan when you're not paying attention to your food intake. And you can do the same thing with driving and the same thing with your health and fitness and not really paying attention to ultimately what the bottom line should be, which is making sure that you're burning more calories than you're taking in. Well, and I think, too, that ties back to the like seeing what other people are doing and trying to mimic their style or whatever. It doesn't like actually knowing what works for you and staying in your it all comes back to stand in your own lane, stay in your own lane and wheeling the thing. I don't know. Okay, so I think this is the last one. All right. right? Okay, we're let's, bringing it home, let's everybody. Bring it home. We're pulling the car into the driveway. Kirby the love bug, everyone. Exactly. Ooh, for some Knight reason. Rider. <laughs> so many cool cars. Oh, the kit. cars do the work for us. Maybe yeah. that's the whole point of all of this. Maybe it is. Ooh, you know what though? Mm -mm. We're the cars. Oh. Dun dun dun! Just like Disney Pixar would have us believe, we are the vehicles. Just like the the monsters are always people. Yeah. In this case, the cars, the cars are actually us. Okay, so we have one body. <laughs> yes, indeed. Sure, we can run cars into the ground like I might have when I was a teenager. <laughs> you know what? I think speed bumps are just you know. They're they're more just like how do you do's from planet Earth, just high fiving the your shocks. Yeah, or doing donuts in the parking lot oh of my the gosh. grocery store Why in the middle of the night. Did yeah. I almost break my axle, which actually happened oh, because I thought speed bumps were just suggestions, not uh demands. Yeah, they really shouldn't allow teenagers to but drive. <laughs> when when you get a car at first, you treat it really nicely, whatever. And then everyone, oh, it's got a dent in it, whatever. What are you going to do? Yeah. But car maintenance is part of car ownership. You don't just say, oh, well, you know, it's it's too much to deal with getting my tires rotated. And who really needs an oil change? And don't I'm not going to look at the oil gauge. And, right. Oh, you know what? That weird smell coming from the engine, that I'm just going to turn up the radio and ignore it and roll down the windows. Because yeah, a loud radio will drown <laughs> out the smell. <laughs> but that whole, like, car maintenance, taking it in for service, getting it checked out, is just like people's. We have the opportunity to take care of our bodies. And when we start ignoring the signs of diagnoses yeah. and blood pressure and blood work and aches and creaks and all of that, there's no car to turn in. We're not leasing this. 
we have the opportunity to take care of our bodies because it's all we have. We cannot get a new upgrade. We can't turn it in after the lease is over. And I think in all of this, there can be such a disconnection between who we think we are, yeah, the car we think we deserve to have, looking at other people's body types and being like, well, I don't have their metabolism. Well, I can't do whatever. We are people who have the opportunity to take care of the bodies that we have. We can treat them well. We can get rest. We can stretch. All, you know, make car analogies here. Donald can put those in the show notes. <laughs> but like all joking aside, these are the bodies that we have. And we can be angry that we weren't given other bodies or other mindsets or other opportunities. Or we can work with what we have and decide how best to treat ourselves. And, you know, Literally all joking aside, as we are aging, our bodies are really important to us. Being able to get up a flight of stairs, being able to recover after injury, and feeding ourselves in a way that doesn't make us sick yeah. actually really matters. You wouldn't just go and put you know, diesel into your engine, but we do that with our the words that we tell ourselves, the food that we fill ourselves with, yeah. and the excuses that we make about why we are we just can't make it happen. We can't get it, but we can make it happen. It just takes a little bit of energy and focus, and a little bit of actual love for ourselves. Yeah, a lot of people uh, display a lot more love for their vehicles than they do for their own selves. One hundred percent. So. What analogies ring true to you? Uh, many of us drive every, each and every day, but what can you take from this? What can you start actually taking into account in your uh, driving and into your mindset and into uh, the way you treat yourself and your health goals? We care about you and we hope that you care about you too. Thank you very much. We certainly do. And uh, if you're driving or not driving, uh, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. One of the things I love about podcasts and audiobooks is that you can listen while you drive. Uh, so thank you very much, no matter how you're listening to this. If you enjoyed this episode, we have many, many more uh, available wherever you found this one. We're available just about everywhere you can get podcasts and also on our website at weonlylookthin.com. They're all there all the time. Yep. And if you are at our website, you can click on the link for join our support group and find out more about Walt Place. Uh, we Only Look Thin Place is a Facebook accountability and support group for women. We have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month option with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if what place is right for you. We do Zoom meetings multiple times a month. We have a weekly newsletter, and it's just a great place for support and accountability. Again, it is not a weight loss plan, but it is a place for support. And you get direct access to Katherine Weigel, a certified tiny habits coach. And how cool is that? How cool is that? Um, you can also interact with us through social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at We Only Look Thin. And you can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We will uh, answer your questions. Uh, we love hearing compliments, episode ideas, things you'd like us to focus more on. 
please send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. And speaking of hearing from you, if you can head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and review, not only does it let us know that what we're saying matters, but it also helps in search results when other people are looking for inspirational podcasts such as ours. Yes, indeed. And you can also just tell people about the show. We love that. Spreading by word of mouth is one of the best ways to grow the show. So if you know somebody you think might like the show and you could mention us to them, we would be grateful. So after hearing all of these analogies, if you find yourself angry that we didn't take the time to make a life in the fast lane reference to the (laughs) Eagles, just remember that Donald and I are an An inspiration. inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.